chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. Advocates and analysts will join us to discuss the ongoing path to reform and legislation. Now, the State of Cannabis, with your host, Dave Inman. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, keeping you, our listeners, on the pulse of what's happening in cannabis today. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us today, we have Cassandra Farrington, CEO and co-founder of the Marijuana Business Conference and Expo. Cassandra, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm really glad to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I'd like to preface real quick with my experience last year at uh, the Marijuana Business uh, Conference and Expo. Um, it was a huge show. And uh, by the second day, uh, they had sold out of all of their passes. And there's people hawking their passes in the front of the conference for 1500 bucks a whack. Now, I've been to a lot of conferences in my time. That was the very first time I ever saw anything remotely close to that, and especially for a cannabis convention. So first and foremost, well done. Thank you so much. Um, that is officially what we call a very good problem to have is when we are so full at the space that the fire marshal shuts us down and refuses to let us uh, let another additional body in the building. Um, and that's that's where we that's where we ended up with that. Um, I was it was a very exciting show for sure. We simply just outgrew that space. You know, we moved into the the Rio um, and we're very glad to have that as a home for three years. Uh, we moved back in. We moved in there when um, there were very few uh, professional and, and traditional conference facilities that were willing to take a, a look at having at hosting a cannabis conference and a, even a cannabis business oriented event. Uh, and they gave us a great home for a few years and we thought, Hey, you know, three year run, there's no way that we're going to outgrow this, but man, the size and scope and growth pace of this marketplace has just surprised. I think everybody and, and you know, that's left us in that situation. This year, though, we're moving into the convention center. I'm very excited to be moving down the strip to, um, the, the big, Las Vegas Convention Center space, um, where we are very excited to be able to welcome everybody who wants to come in this year. And the Marijuana Business Conference and Expo will be uh, hitting the Las Vegas Convention Center the, uh, November 15th through the 17th. Uh, you can get more information at mjbizconference.com. I don't think you'll have an issue getting passes this time around. There will be uh, plenty to see, though. There will be a lot to see. There is going to be, uh, we are going to have, again, moving up to the Convention Center, we're going to have space for over 670 exhibiting companies representing the entire scope and scale of what doing business in cannabis has become. Everything from, you know, the barest nugget of a seed all the way through to, you know, processing the, the finished product and creating p products that consumers can just pick up off the shelf uh, and, and get that out the door. And then, of course, staying compliant with all the regulations and the processes and the laws that go along with doing business in cannabis. All of that is going to be right there under one roof in the convention center for three really exciting days in Las Vegas next month. And I know I'm extremely excited to, to attend my second year as well uh, at this uh, wonderful conference. Um, so now that uh, Las Vegas is now a recreational uh, city, uh, do you foresee an even larger crowd because of this? 
I don't think that we are drawing people because Nevada is a recreational state now, though certainly there are many people who are doing business in cannabis who are also very excited about the ability to be able to consume freely, legally, in a safe and legal manner. That's why a lot of people got into this business in the first place, was to create that environment. And we're glad that people are coming in part to celebrate all of the accomplishments that the cannabis industry has attained over the last several years. Um, so the the reason we hold this event in Las Vegas is truly because Las Vegas is a great town for conventions and trade shows and conferences. It has a lot of space. It has a lot to do. It has a lot of exciting things, you know, for after parties and events, things like that around there. It's got a ton of space that we can do a lot of really fun and interesting things with even during the show, you know, having really stand out um, great session and content sessions and really impressive stage sets. The expo hall is going to be a complete sea change over what we have had in previous years, simply because of the capabilities that are possible, the things that are possible as you move into a convention center space. And I think that everybody who goes is going to have their, their heads pop off, you know, walking into that show floor for the first time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I've been to several conventions, um, not just in cannabis, um, but I'm I'm a energy efficient lighting designer by trade, and uh, have had to go all across the country to to various uh, uh, conventions, um, including at the Las Vegas Convention Center specifically for lighting. Um, and I am just thrilled that uh, you know that size uh, space can actually be uh, really utilized for for something as innovative as uh, the cannabis market is. And so uh, this is this is just going to be absolutely great. I know you're going to have a, a ton of different breakout sessions. Uh, you got a keynote speaker, George Blankenship, um, who was a former exec from uh, Tesla Motors, Apple, uh, The Gap. So uh, how, how do you uh, attract some of these speakers to this this uh, industry, or is it just because it's so lucrative? Uh, you know, I, there are a lot of people out there in the mainstream business world who are so intrigued by this cannabis industry that they are hearing about each and every day. I think honestly, it's a, it's a harbinger of not just the, the talent that's coming into the industry, but potentially the competition that's going to be coming into the industry. And that's one of the reasons, in fact, why we invited George Blankenship to give our keynote presentation this year. He is a lifelong business innovator and, you know, his pedigree with Apple and with Tesla, you know, bears that out. It is, he is a guy who has been on the cutting edge of business ideas throughout his career. And this is a bit of a shift where we are seeing this entire new industry come online very, very quickly. And both as an industry we need to stay innovative and forward thinking about what those challenges and opportunities are going to be facing the industry in the next two, five, 10 years and be able to meet those effectively as they come. And then also the individual businesses in this industry are facing a lot of competition. There are a lot of people looking here who are coming in with a lot of money and a lot of backing and a lot of experience behind them. And those people have a lot to take away from um, Mr. Blankenship's keynote about how they themselves can keep their own businesses forward thinking, innovative, and really engaged in what's coming next. 
You know, that's uh, it's an interesting aspect when the, uh, the 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 larger consortiums start to to come in and and buy up. Uh, you know, whether it's dispensaries, dispose, um, you know, uh, cultivation sites, um, or even you know ancillary items that uh, uh, cater to the cannabis market. And we certainly see this more and more often as uh, we progress through this trajectory. Um, but do you uh, do you feel that it's going to wind up being dominated by uh, big money versus uh, the startups? I don't know that that question has been decided yet. Uh, there is still there are still so many headwinds for this industry, and the people who have brought it to where it is have done so by pure grit and determination to make sure that it happens because they believe in the product and they believe in the the mission behind cannabis. The As the money continues to flow and as people really start to understand the high profits that are available here in a safe and legal cannabis marketplace, not just in the United States, but globally, I think we will see a lot of deals getting done. That doesn't mean that it's going to become, you know, a corporate overlord type environment necessarily. I think that even those companies that end up being backed by large, deep pockets and corporate entities, I think that a lot of those corporate entities have learned lessons Um, very important lessons over the last five to 10 years about maintaining authentic brands and making sure that they retain that connection to their end users. And I think that that's one thing that the cannabis industry does very well. So even as you know, those early stage entrepreneurs maybe get an, get an opportunity to, to have a, a buyout or an exit, you know, on a large scale, those are going to be done within the context of making sure that those brands remain true to where they started. You know, and, and for uh, for the most part, I think that uh, a, a well-placed exit strategy most would not find uh, to be a negative in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Cassandra, we got to take a quick break. Um, when we get back, we have uh, Cassandra Fer- Farrington, CEO and co-founder of Marijuana Business Conference and Expo. We'll be right back with you folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com when we return. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. 
Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us today, we have Cassandra Farrington, CEO and co-founder of the Marijuana Business Conference and Expo that is quickly coming up. The MJ BizCon Las Vegas Convention Center will be happening November 15th through the 17th. If you need any additional information between now and then, you can find that out on mjbizconference.com. If you don't have your tickets, I'd recommend you get your tickets uh, ASAP. It's a wonderful, wonderful event. We've been talking uh, about... uh, you know, some of your speakers that you're going to have. We're very excited about that. Um, what I'd really like to find out, though, um, is how did you get uh, involved in cannabis? What is your background, Cassandra? So my background actually is in business-to-business media. I, myself and my business partner uh, grew up in a world of of helping very, very, very niche marketplaces get the business content that they needed that was very specific to their own needs. Uh, where we took it from there was as as she went off and did her own entrepreneurial thing, I went off and joined the corporate world for a while. And when we joined back up and, and joined forces again, we wanted to create that same sort of resource, not just necessarily in any particular industry, but across a range of industries. So, you know, these are very uh, premium, high-end publications and and business resources so you may have a subscriber list that's you know a thousand people large but each of those people are paying a thousand dollars a year you have a few of those strung together in similar marketplaces and you have a really nice little business model there that's the background we came from cannabis actually was our third launch as we were trying to put together this new family of things. Um, we had something going in subscription sites. So think paywalls, uh, and those sorts of things. We had something going in online AB marketing testing, and we were looking around at what another launch was going to be and saw this quickly developing cannabis industry here in Colorado. Um, this was back in about 2011 and you know, that was back when there were more dispensaries in the city of Denver than there were Starbucks, as as really was the case for a brief period of time. Uh, we uh, were thinking about how those people were actually getting their business information, what best practices were being shared, things like that. We set out to create that. And that's what's turned into everything that Marijuana Business Daily and the Conference and Expo has become. Now, do you find it uh, difficult sometimes to get best practices pushed uh, through just because there's there tends to be so many NDAs? Um, anytime you walk into a facility or find out, uh, you know, various, I don't want to say protocols, but just, or even business strategies, but more often than not, it uh, it seems to be admired in in secrecy when really it's it's not necessarily a special sauce. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I, I do absolutely hear what you're saying. Um, What I have found in the cannabis industry, especially though, is that 
people are generally very willing to share what's going to be good for the whole of the industry. And that spirit is what it fuels our everyday editorial is that people are willing to uh, to step up and say, hey, I, there's a better way to manage power consumption and that's what's good for this industry. So let's all get together behind this idea and do that. And sure, there are debates and and conflicts about what exactly are the very best practices. And those can vary whether you're in California where there is a power and, con, uh, and, and water issue versus another part of the country. Uh, so different things are working differently for other people. And our role here is to get that information out so business owners can sift through it and make sure that they're making the best decision for their own businesses. You know, it's like uh, having the uh, American Express uh, open platform for cannabis is what it sounds like to me. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. It's kind of like that. Um, we're, we have always set out to provide an unbiased view of what's going on in this industry, whether that's a specific how-to article, whether that's a, um, an analysis of a certain you know, deal that just got done. Uh, we, are, we are out there trying to help this industry coalesce around really trustworthy, solid information that helps, that, that informs good business decision-making. Absolutely. You know, I want to make sure and touch on some of the uh, the wonderful events that are going to be happening uh, during this conference and expo. Um, you have a, a Minorities in Cannabis Networking Luncheon, which uh, I just uh, think is is absolutely needed. Uh, we need to make sure that we support all of our minority groups and making sure that they get uh, the opportunities uh, to, to enter into this burgeoning market. So tell us a little bit about the plans for that uh, luncheon. So I'm very excited to be launching that luncheon this year at this event. It's going to be a gathering of the minority business owners and, and entrepreneurs in this space and the people who support that that element of this industry is really important and worth nurturing. The Obviously, the minority populations across the country are the ones that have been most adversely affected by the war on drugs. And so there is absolutely a social justice element to this that we do owe it back as an industry to make sure that people who have been disadvantaged do get a chance to take part in, in the tremendous economic opportunity that is in front of us here in the cannabis industry. And also, that is the place where good ideas are are being being germinated and but there's not the funding there's not the attention on those spaces that really need to be um the, it, it's one of my bigger frustrations honestly is like as you look around the industry and and where the money is going there is so much competition for those good ideas but people are just skimming their eyes are skimming over as they look at the landscape the good ideas coming out of minority-owned businesses and to a lesser degree out of female-owned businesses. Um, but you know what? That's where you're going to get better value for your money because there's less competition for those deals. Absolutely. I, I couldn't uh, chorus the statement more. Um, so there's a, there's a few other things that are going to be going on. You, you have a uh, business of Hemp Forum and Science Symposium on the 14th. Uh, what can uh, attendees expect with that? 
So those pre-conference events have always been really popular. We um, are, are setting out with those two particularly. Well, we've always done the business crash course, the marijuana business crash course, which is a great place for people who are just entering the industry and want to get their feet wet um, and kind of get on solid footing before they head into a 15,000 plus person um, you know, juggernaut for the following three days. The, the science symposium is something that we started last year with the realization and with the feedback that we'd been getting from our readership that they really wanted to better understand the developments on the science front in cannabis because they were coming along more and more quickly every single month, it seems like. They really want to understand what those scientific developments are and how can that play into me continuing to develop my business. And that's the approach we take with that. The Hemp Forum, the business of Hemp Forum is something new this year. We've really seen across the marketplace a lot of interest in the hemp question um, and, and how it is both different from and similar to the development of the you know, marijuana, although I know that some people prefer not to use that word. You know, if we're using marijuana as a separation from the industrial hemp side of things, you know, th that whole industrial hemp side of things is developing very quickly now. And we are getting a lot of inquiries um, among our audience about what's going on in there. Is there a business opportunity? How can I take advantage of that? Is that a safer space legally for me to be doing business? And those are the questions we're looking to answer with that business of hemp forum. So uh, are you seeing a, a, a really substantial uh, push in hemp across the country? I mean, I know that there was the farm bill that came out that gave uh, opportunity to uh, universities, but are you seeing private parties outside of uh, legal states uh, producing? Absolutely. The, and it's not even just here in the United States, but hemp is really taking hold on the international cannabis markets. Uh, and the CBD side of things is the reason why it all comes down to that is that people are starting to really understand the scientific medical wellness benefits of CBD products. And as they, as they get that realization and they put that together with the fact that you can have a very broad spectrum plant that happens to be low in THC that qualifies, therefore, under legal guidelines as industrial hemp, people are starting very quickly to look at that. Um, so the whole CW Hemp and the Charlotte's Web family, the Stanley brothers, they are very focused on this area. And it's not just, uh, and it's a 50-state play and an international play for them. Um, and that's just one example yeah, there's, uh, you know, there's definitely been a huge push with the CBD, and, and I'm seeing a lot of uh, efficacious benefit to a lot of patients with uh, the use of, so I'm, I'm glad that it's getting the, the, the hold that is. We got to take another quick break. Um, when we get back, Cassandra Farrington, CEO and co-founder of the Marijuana Business Conference and Expo, we will be right back with you, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com when we return. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. 
the smoke is rising and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us today, we have Cassandra Farrington, CEO and co-founder of the Marijuana Business Conference and Expo. Uh, You know, we've been talking, uh, obviously, about the show, Uh, you know, where you came from, which is, uh, I always find fascinating, the trajectory that brings us to cannabis, um, that binding force often that uh, had nothing to do with cannabis, but uh, that brings us back to it. So I I, I always love to, uh, to hear those stories. Um, you know, there's a couple other things we definitely want to uh, make sure and touch on um, while we have you on the show. Uh, you have a mixer uh, to uh, raise awareness and uh, generate funding for advocacy groups. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the mixer is something that we've been doing for a few years now. Um, we had been doing it as a ticketed fundraiser. That was a direct pass through. We basically produced this event, this this after party um, networking event where the advocacy groups who are on the forefront of fighting for legalization in the United States, uh, that they were very much highlighted. They were the beneficiaries of the fundraising efforts at that event. And we were able to um, to help contribute quite a, a large sum of money to those major organizations. This year, given the change in venue, for all the wonderful things that are happening with the move to the convention center, one of the things we're giving up is a great ballroom type space where we could host that event effectively. So this year, the mixer is moving onto the show floor. Everybody is invited. It is not separately ticketed. If you are registered for the event and have your badge on, you can come and enjoy a drink and hear about some of the great things that the advocacy organizations are doing, as well as we have added in now not just a a focus on legalization, but a focus also on sustainability and community engagement practices and on professional development. These, our focus with this, and as it always has been, is to help the business side of this industry understand the big issues on the nonprofit side that are going to make a material impact in the your end businesses. So for a long time, legalization was the big, big area that, that we have been focused on. 
as the industry has come into its own, the sustainability issues, the green initiatives that are going on around this industry. How are we going to grow cannabis in California where there are so many water problems and power problems out out west? That's going to be a challenge that this industry really needs to tackle head on. It's going to affect the business owners and we need to be engaged with that. Same thing with community development and community engagement, making sure that we are um, working with our local communities and and helping them understand that the the benefits that a safe, legal, and um, prosperous cannabis industry can bring to those communities. And then finally, the professional development groups like the Minority Cannabis Business Association. This gets back, Dave, to what we were talking about earlier and why we're hosting that Minorities in Cannabis Luncheon. This is something that every single business owner in this industry needs to be engaged with and and making sure that we are effectively nurturing great talent from all kinds of communities. Well, you know, uh, the uh, the sustainability is something that uh, uh, really I, I hold uh, uh, close to my heart. Um, you know, being an energy efficient lighting designer for 20 years, um, I, I have firsthand, uh, you know, knowledge of, of, you know, what it what it's like when you're, uh, you know, you put a, a program together that is not sustainable. And unfortunately, um, more often than not, when cannabis is being produced, um, it is not a sustainable scenario. And it, it cannabis is always supposed to have been something that heals our planet. It heals us. Um, but if, you know, the amount of energy that we use to produce it is, uh, you know, so far out from what it actually should be, then it, that it actually becomes a detriment as opposed to a plus. You know, when we look at like the uh, how the uh, the U.S. energy grid, you know, and this I think is a three-year-old uh, statistic at this point, but, uh, you know, is now 2% of the entire U.S. energy grid. Here in Arizona, uh, one of the utility providers, SRP, it's, it's 4% of its grid. I believe it's the same in uh, uh, Rocky Mountain Power and Colorado. And I mean, this is, these are substantial, uh, draws on the, on the, the grid, uh, in such a short amount of time. And it's something that, uh, you know, we, as, as stewards of our, our environment, stewards of our, our, uh, you know, our cannabis, of course, we need to be, uh, we need to think about these things and actually put place, put in place, you know, things that, that, you know, uh, cultivation facilities have to adhere to. I know in California, they're they're looking at uh, forcing the use of LED versus HID. That's obviously going obviously to have a, a bit of backlash for some of the growers, but I think it is absolutely something that needs to happen. If you can't do it from the sun, you you need to be as, as efficient as humanly possible and recapture as much of the water as possible and and not just willy-nilly, you know? And and more often than not, I see that, you know, the, the cultivators not, uh, you know, even recycling cycling their HID lamps. And, and these are things that, that, that are a blight, in, in my humble opinion. I agree with you entirely. This is actually what I think is one of the major issues that the broader prohibitionist community could, in fact, get some traction against the cannabis industry on. Um, we are not being as forward-thinking about this as, as we should be. There are certainly a lot of voices who are talking about it, um, but a lot of people are really focused on just growing great stuff. And if that means HPS lights, that's what they're doing and they're not even considering anything else. Uh, So there needs to be a lot of technological development that continues to happen to advance those issues. And one of the things that I think is a real opportunity for the cannabis space is that as that we're going to be forced to develop these solutions. How do you create great full spectrum lights 
that that grow indoors. For well, you know, I, I hate to cut you off on that one, but, uh, you know, you, all you have to do is come swing by my booth. Absolutely. There we go. <laughs> so Pro Grow Tech, come check that out, everybody else, as well as all the cannabis radio booths as well that uh, we'll have and uh, people on the floor. Um, but 100%, we have to be stewards. We have to be uh, forward thinking. We have to think that uh, if the market is going to exist um, 20, 30, uh, 200 years from now, uh, we need to put the uh, the checks and balances in place now. And we need to uh, start developing the, the most sustainable efforts to main, and as well as maintain the utmost in quality and and quality control um we're about out of time unfortunately and uh you know i uh i absolutely am thrilled to have you on the show just for the record um and i can't wait uh, to be out in vegas and and hopefully get to shake your hand while i'm out uh, in in vegas as well uh and for all the listeners this again is november 13th through the 15th at the las vegas convention center uh cassandra thank you again so much for being on the show thank you david thanks Absolutely. And thank you for tuning into this edition of the State of Cannabis. You can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Google+. Like and comment. I'm your host, Dave Inman. We'll talk with you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.